Thank you, Sheila. Lovely French prelude there. Swiss Noel, Noel Suisse. Um, welcome to the second Sunday of Christmas. I'm glad you're here, all over the place out there. Uh, last Sunday of Christmas, and um, Ron and I are going to play a piece from uh, a new hymnal, um, All Creation Sings, and a song called In a Far Off Place, Jesus Comes. New words, new thoughts, new ideas, new ways to hear it. In a far off place. In a far off place, Jesus comes to earth. Sheep and cattle grace the sight as the angel songs begin like the whisper of the wind nature's hope awakes again jesus comes for the poor in a heart jesus comes to Humble shepherds start the news For each homeless infant born For the meek and those who mourn For the weary and the worn Jesus comes In our deepest night, Jesus comes to earth. Radiant star to light our way. Summer's heat or winter's chill, with a warm and loving will to a world that needs him still. Jesus comes. Thank you, Carl and Ron. Sheila, thank you so much for the gift of music, as always. It's it's kind of startling for me. I mean, it's 2022. And I guess many of my friends are kind of, kind of overwhelmed a little bit by the changes that we're going through in our life and our world. Um, I know I got two greetings this last year from fellow clergy, or this last week, uh, wishing me a great 2020. And I thought, I, maybe that was intentional. <laughs> maybe it was just so rough for them that they just they would have rather have gone back. But we go forward. We go forward in a spirit of hope and gratitude and thanksgiving in this new year, knowing that God's desire is to bless us and to grant us a sense of renewed life and always that we would live with that hope that comes with having Jesus right here. So this morning, we enter into our first worship of the new year. We ga gathered here. And we will start this year off well. We will do it with music and the word. And hopefully we will do it with a profound spirit of gratitude. So I ask you, as you're able, to please stand. For we gather here this morning in the name of God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn, Love Has Come, you'll know the melody most as uh, Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella. In fact, the hymn tune is called Un Flambeau, A Torch. And um, it's like a minuet, uh, this lovely song, and it speaks about Jesus being love. Love has come, a light in the darkness. Love 
shines forth in the Bethlehem skies. See all heaven has come to proclaim it. Hear how their song of joy arises. Love, love, born unto you a Savior. Love, love, glory to God on high. Love is born, come fair in the wonder. Love is God now asleep in the age. See the glow in the eyes of his mother. What is the name her heart is saying? Love, love, love is thy name. She whispers, love, love, Jesus Emmanuel. Love has come and never will leave us. Love is life everlasting and free. Please join with me in the Christmas litany. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. This is the good news. The Messiah has come, and with him is the triumph of love. Thanks, Thanks be to God, God for the gift of your Son, a light in the darkness and hope of the world whom you have sent to all humanity. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. His name shall be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Do not be afraid, for I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. For to you is born in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah. With all the angels, we praise your name and tell the world the wondrous story of your birth. Jesus, light of the world, come among us and let us learn your ways. Quietly you came to us. You came with power that we may share your power. Humble that the poor and lowly might see their greatness. Destined for a cross that all might have abundant life. Because you so loved the world, you sent your only Son. The work of Christmas is to find the lost, heal the broken, feed the hungry, release the captive, and rebuild the nations. Bring peace among the people and make music in the heart. Come, rejoice, sing songs, and prepare a feast. As we remember the holy night of Christmas Eve, we sing praises now, knowing that you alone are holy. Coming near, blessed are you coming here. 
wine and bread, raised from soil, raised from dead. You are holy, you are wholeness, you are present. Let the cosmos praise you, Lord, sing Hosanna. Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Almighty God, you filled all the earth with the light of your incarnate word. By your grace, empower us to reflect your light in all that we do. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who reigns and lives with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the hearing of Scripture. The first reading is from the 147th Psalm. Praise the Lord, how good it is to sing praises to our God, for he is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem, he gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars, he gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, whose hope is in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. Here ends the first reading. A song of creation by Ray McKeever. You'll have a refrain to sing um, after verses 2, 3, and 4. There was the word. Before there was earth or water or sky, before there was how or where or why, before there was woman, before there was man, before there was no, and before there was, oh yes I can, there was the Word. Then came creation, then came the fall, then came the flood, and then came the call, then came the promise, then came the land, then came captivity, and then came the wilderness band. And there was the Word. And the Word became flesh, and the Word became bone. And the Word became one of us. Some called him Savior, some called him King, some called him the one who would change everything. Some called him truth, some called him grace, some called him the light to enlighten the whole human race. And there was the Word. And the Word became flesh, and the Word became born. And the Word became one of our own. Wherever falsehood is turned into right, 
Wherever blindness is turned into sight, wherever death is turned into birth, wherever warfare is turned into peace on this earth, there is the Word. And the Word became flesh, and the Word became bone, and the Word became one of our own. One more time. And the Word became flesh, and the Word became bone, and the Word became one of our own. I'll tell you what fear is. Fear is realizing you've shown up here and you never brought your glasses. Isn't this going to call for a profound act of faith on all of our parts? In the last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The universe. Sometimes, as I prepare to read the gospel, I am struck by how large, how great was the vision of the ancients, and maybe by contrast, how small is ours. The psalmist wrote, he determines the number of the stars and calls them all by name. This is a God who traverses an expanse greater than our imagination. John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, penned those words that we're so familiar with, for so God so loved the universe that he gave his only begotten son. The universe. Jesus comes as God's word made flesh to save the universe. You and me and that great expanse. Sometimes, maybe, words go beyond our imagination. It was not lost on me that the James Webb Space Telescope, an amazing scientific creation that will be able to look back in time 13.8 billion years back in time was launched on Christmas Day. Since I view coincidence as just another word for providence, that actually leaves me giddy. I can't wait to see what that's going to show us of God's creation and of the very presence of God. And then in what the writer of Hebrews would describe as the last days, God has come and pitched his tent in the skin of Jesus. Here is our gospel reading, and I invite you to sit, to close your eyes, and to listen to the poetic, spiritual imagination of John as John was inspired to write about the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all the people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Now, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light which enlightens everyone 
was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and he cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God the only Son who is close to the Father's heart who has made him known. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God is good. All the time. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In Hebrew, that literally means God pitched his tent among us. Isn't that a quaint image? God shops at REI. I mean, where else does a smart shopper purchase a tent? Conversely, it was during a time when Jenny Craig and I were not getting along very well that someone mentioned that when shopping for me, they pass by REI and they go straight to Pacific Tent Nani. I thought that was kind of mean, actually, to be quite honest with you. I still kept him on the Christmas card list, but it was a challenge. Now, for the Jew, though, this was an image that would have made perfect sense. Since God had previously traveled with the Israel in a tent, the tent of the tabernacle. And it was during the Exodus and during all the time in the gathering of the Holy Land right up through King David, when King David looked from his great palace and said, it is not right that I should live in a house of cedar, but God lives yet in a tent. So it was at, at that time that David made plans for a great temple that his son Solomon would build. And now, in what the writer of Hebrews would describe as the last days, God has come and pitched his tent in the skin of Jesus. That's an image. Just let your imagination wander with that. God has pitched his tent in the skin of Jesus. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. For God so loved us that he pitched his tent in the flesh of the infant Jesus. And as John was to write in the third chapter, the 17th verse, he sent his son into the world not to be its judge, but its savior. More specifically, the root, the translation reads, He sent his son that the universe would be saved through him. That's a big tent. Imagine. I mean, it's hard for our imaginations to get around that. God who knows and has named all the stars, who traverses the galaxies, the universe, yet understands our need and longing for a physical presence pitches a tent among us. My, my Brenda, the 50-year career as a registered nurse, now retired, and I have had numerous conversations about the technical and practical side of caring for victims of the pandemic, of COVID. The strain on nurses, doctors, respiratory therapists, and support staff has been obvious to everyone. 
more than one professional, health professional, has described their lives as living with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, because every day they feel they are going to war. One of the truly awful aspects of this disease, of this pandemic, of COVID, has been the inability of loved ones to be present at bedside. The lack of touch, the inability to be personally present, and, and if necessary, say goodbye, has been crushing for those medical people that are there. Nurses and doctors and therapists, they hold iPads or smartphones to the ear of the intubated, which, while is full of nothing but good intent, has left something terribly, terribly wanting. A human vulnerability has been starkly revealed. God understands our longing, the longing of our hearts for a presence, a personal touch. God chooses to camp out among us, beginning in an infant, in the flesh of Jesus. You know, some messages are just better delivered in person, aren't they? A marriage proposal, it's much better in person. The, the good news, I remember when our daughter, we had assumed that we would not be grandparents, told us that she was carrying a child. Oh, the message in person. Sometimes it's saying goodbye for the last time. It's better in person. As a kid, one of my favorite reads was Ripley's Believe It or Not. I was always fascinated by the most, the smallest, the largest, the tallest, the longest, the fattest, the whateverest, you know, those kinds of standards that they use. And while I have no desire to see it, I'm still curious about what's the longest snake. See, the boy still lives inside of me. I still struggle, though, with understanding what distance means. Distance, what it really looks like, for example, in terms of light years. I heard a scientist once who came and was with, it, was with my faith community speak to us about the distance in space. And I remember how he said, the next closest star, Alpha Centauri, is 4.367 light years away. A fact to which I kind of was inclined to offer a rather non-reactive, uh, uh, okay, now, that scientist reading the nonplus response from the congregation realized we didn't understand. And he went on to say, let me make it clear to you. If Earth is in that corner of the building, and if our sun is in that corner of the building, the next closest sun or star is in Chicago. Now, to which me and every other plebeian lout that was gathered there in the room sat up straight and with a paraverbal nod said, okay, I got it, I'm with you, I understand. Just give us a picture, give us a picture. Well, here's the picture. The God who created time and space and all the stars and their planets pitched a tent in the flesh of Jesus, the baby. And every time I read the first chapter of John, I marvel at home how much I don't know. It's like light years beyond me, I think, what was being revealed in the gospel. In 2014, NASA awarded a $1.1 million grant to the Center for theological inquiry. An ecumenical research institute to study, wait for it, to study societal implications of astrobiology. Now isn't that interesting? NASA funded this ecumenical study center to study religion's response to the study 
or to the discovery, rather, of extraterrestrial life. Isn't that just a hoot? Science reaching to religion for some answers. What will be religion's response? It's as if science was declaring that SETI, S-E-T-I, search for extraterrestrial intelligence, is a question of when, not if. The great evangelist Billy Graham in a 1976 interview said the same. To his opinion, he says, of course there is life way out there in space. He found it utterly presumptuous that we would think that we are the only life that God would create. As excited as I am about the James Watt Space Telescope, what it will reveal to us about what 13.8 billion years ago looked like, when it would go back to the beginning of light, let there be light, it just makes me all the more humbled that in this expanse of time and space, God knows our need to experience his love for us in person. No longer speaking through prophets, but through the flesh of Jesus. God pitched his tent in the flesh of Jesus. It challenges my imagination. It's like light years. There is much science will say to us about the majesty of God's creation. And I long, really, to see it. There is much we can say also about the faithfulness of 4,000 years of God's prophets. Yet when all in life seems to go awry, we are, we are consoled by the word that was made flesh and dwelled among us. And God, God comes close that there, would never, that there would never be a question or doubt about God's love or companionship or compassion for us. And hopefully we won't need a telescope to see that. I have this one last thought. It's a peculiar conviction. It's one that's prescribed by science, actually. You know, there are some immutable truths, like gravity. <laughs> you know, you may argue with it, but it always wins. Gravity does. There's also another one, and that life is always organized symmetrically. So that, what that says to me is that the further we can reach out in science, which is to reach back into the past, the further we will find it out, go out to find knowledge, the more we will experience God in the present. God revealing himself as he did in the Christ child. And for that, I can't wait. I wish for you all a blessed 2022. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. Please stand as we sing our hymn of the day, Earth and All Stars. Harp, lute, and lyre, loud humming cellos. Sing
song. God has done marvelous things. I to sing praises with a new song. Engines and steel, loud pounding hand, sing to the Lord a new song. Limestone and beams, loud building workers, sing to the Lord a new song. God has done marvelous things. I to sing praises with a new song. Knowledge and truth, loud sounding wisdom, sing to the Continue with the prayers of the day. Rejoicing in the word became flesh. We pray for the church, the world, and all according to their needs. O oh God, your light shines in the face of our brother Jesus. Let us be sharers of the light and grace of Christ as we travel each day in the church and the larger community. Hear us, O God. You make all things new. O God, you led your people out of slavery into freedom. Bring freedom and peace to exiles, refugees, and those oppressed by harsh governments. We remember Bishop Desmond Tutu of South Africa at his passing this week. Let his example of speaking truth to power and tirelessly advocating for justice, truth, and reconciliation guide our leaders today. Hear us, O oh God. You make all things new. O God, you stretch out your merciful hand to offer grace upon grace and heal the sick and shield those who are troubled. Remove the stigma of mental illness. Touch all who are burdened by want, loneliness, or illness. Bring to them and to their caregivers healing and hope, especially those we name out loud or in the silence of our hearts. Hear our prayers for Agnes, Vivian in her caring for her. Hear us, O oh God, you make all things new. O oh God, you heal our hearts and bind up our wounds. Fill us with joyful hope in this new year and give us the courage to embrace changes as we overcome the trauma of our past. Let us wear the clothes of compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience and live in your love which binds all things together for good. Hear us, O oh God. O oh God, bring your light of hope to those who have lost loved ones. We remember the family of Else Mills, who died this past week. We remember those whom we carry in our heart, whom we have lost. Comfort those who mourn, and let them live in the knowledge of your never-ending presence and love. We offer prayers as well for those responding to and suffering from the recent Colorado wildfires. Give them courage and make them whole again. Hear us, O God. You make all things Hear the hopes and prayers of we, your children, O God, and magnify our joy at the birth of your light among us, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Before we do the passing of the peace, I would like to encourage you to remember that we are in solidarity with those who are suffering with Omicron and all the plagues that are passing through. So it is not inappropriate to return to times of fist bumps and passing of the peace with your elbow. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Also with you. Go greet one another with God's peace.
All right, thank you for those wonderful greetings of peace. Remember, after worship, we continue uh, across the narthex in the gym. We have a lot of um, good treats set up in there so we can enjoy some time of fellowship in our coffee hour time between services. Um, a few announcements this week. As you heard, Elsa Mills passed away last week uh, in her home. There's no memorial service planned at this time, but we will let you know if something does come together. And also, we ask for prayers for Agnes Morgan. She is um, in our local home here, and she's been falling recently. So just some prayers for her and for her caretaker, Vivian Shuri, as well, as she works to help Agnes and worries over her. Um, adult education and Sunday school are still taking a break this week. We will resume next week with our regular schedule. And adult education next week, uh, I'm going to read this. Join us for an extraordinary opportunity to hear from a retired astronaut who flew in two missions and logged several spacewalks. So uh, living on the island is retired Captain Heidi Marie, and I'm really taking a leap here, Stefanishin Piper. Um, so she will be here next week to speak with us about her experiences in space, which really should be a remarkable class. So again, that's at 9:10 between services down in the fireside room. Uh, middle school youth group resumes this week. We'll be meeting in person this week. We're shifting. We're uh, moving to five o'clock. So we'll be here from five till 6:30 on Wednesday afternoons. And what else? Pastor Eric's Bible study will also resume meeting this week. Uh, they meet on Zoom on Wednesday mornings at 10. If you would like to be on that email list, if you're not already, let us know in the office. I think that's all my announcements. Anything else? Okay, then we continue towards the table. Thank you. I invite you please to stand as you are able. We are reminded that in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, it is broken for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And then again, after that same meal, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant. It is poured out of my blood for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup, we share in the mystery of Christ's real presence, who is here with us now and who invites us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord invites you to this meal. Everyone is welcome. Please take the bread, and then the, the wine will be given to you, or the juice will be given to you, and you can place the empty cup in the basket. Please be seated. The ushers will direct you.
then to spread abroad God's mighty word. Rise then to spread abroad God's mighty word. Jesus risen will bring in the kingdom. Jesus risen will bring in the kingdom. Now may the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the gift of his precious blood strengthen, keep, and preserve us to perfect faith unto life everlasting. Amen. Amen. As we leave here carefully this day, some of you have found the parking lot a real adventure, so we invite you please to prop up one another and to be cautious as you cross. Do so being hopeful for how God is going to use you in this new year. Because there is a plan, as Jeremiah said, a plan to prosper you and to gift you. There are opportunities you will be called to serve. And go knowing that Christ's presence will be with you. Receive the benediction. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. One final Christmas hymn. Good Christian friends. Rejoice as we
Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. God.